Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 15. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that you would help us to understand the truth and that we would understand how to help others understand your truth. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts 15. And some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. And after there was no little strife and debate by Paul and Barnabas against them, they appointed Paul and Barnabas and some others from among them to go up to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem concerning this issue. So they were sent on their way by the church and passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, telling in detail the conversion of the Gentiles and bringing great joy to all the brothers. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders and reported all that God had done with them. But some of those who had believed from the party of the Pharisees stood up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to observe the law of Moses. Both the apostles and the elders assembled to deliberate concerning this matter. And after there was much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Men and brothers, you know that in the early days God chose among you, through my mouth, that the Gentiles should hear the message of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. So now why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, in the same way those also are. And the whole group became silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul describing all the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. And after they had stopped speaking, James answered, saying, Men and brothers, listen to me. Simeon has described how God first concerned himself to take from among the Gentiles a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After these things I will return and build up the tent of David that has fallen, and the parts of it that had been torn down I will build up again and will restore it, so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Therefore, I conclude that we should not cause difficulty for these from among the Gentiles who turn to God, but we should write a letter to them to abstain from the pollution of idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For Moses has those who proclaim him in every city from ancient generations, because he is read aloud in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Then it seemed best to the apostles and the elders, together with the whole church, to send men chosen from among them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas, who was called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were leaders among the brothers, writing this letter to be delivered by them. The apostles and the elders, brothers, to the brothers who are from among the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Because we have heard that some have gone out from among us, to whom we gave no orders, and have thrown you into confusion by words upsetting your minds, it seemed best to us, having reached a unanimous decision, and having chosen men to send them to you together with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives on behalf of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
Therefore we have sent Judas and Silas, and they will report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed best to the Holy Spirit and to us to place on you no greater burden except these necessary things, that you abstain from food sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these things, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they came down to Antioch, and after calling together the community, they delivered the letter. And when they read it aloud, they rejoiced at the encouragement. Both Judas and Silas, who were also prophets themselves, encouraged and strengthened the brothers by a long message. And after spending some time, they were sent away in peace from the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and proclaiming the word of the Lord with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Come then, let us return and visit the brothers in every town in which we proclaim the word of the Lord to see how they are doing. Now Barnabas wanted to take John, who was called Mark, along also. But Paul held the opinion that they should not take this one along, who departed from them in Pamphylia and did not accompany them in the work. And a sharp disagreement took place, so that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took along Mark and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, after being commended to the grace of the Lord by the brothers. And he traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. Some Jewish Christians come from Judea to Antioch, teaching that Gentiles can only be Christians if they also become Jewish by being circumcised. Really, that meant following other Jewish customs as well, but it is summarized by circumcision, which was the sign of the covenant with Abraham. Paul and Barnabas disagree strongly with them, and eventually decide to go to Jerusalem to settle the debate. So they get to Jerusalem, the apostles and elders are happy to see Paul and Barnabas, but then some of the Jewish Christians are not pleased by what they'd taught the Gentiles. So the apostles and elders come together about the issue. I think that the leaders in the church knew the truth before they came together, but they are there to lead, not by iron decrees, but to lead the people. Or as Jesus put it, they are not to lord it over them. They need to teach and convince the Christians of the truth. So they have three speakers, really four, but Paul and Barnabas are together. First, Peter gets up and reminds them how he was told by God to preach to Cornelius and how God sent them the Holy Spirit to prove that they could be followers of Jesus. He says that keeping the law is a yoke that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear, and that instead both groups are saved by grace. Then Paul and Barnabas get up and describe all the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. Finally, James, not the Apostle James since he had been killed already, but probably James, the brother of Jesus, who wrote the book of James, gets up and says, that the scripture agrees that Gentiles can be saved. He quotes from Amos chapter 9 to make this point. James suggests that they write a letter to the Gentiles telling them that they don't have to be circumcised, but they do have to stay away from sins that were common among the Gentile unbelievers, but not common among Jews. He lists idols, sexual immorality, and eating blood. Animals strangled would mean that the blood wasn't drained from the animal, so it was connected with eating blood. These three things are not, of course, all of the commands of God that the Gentiles should keep, but just some that we're more likely to fall into. For example, he doesn't list murder, because Gentiles knew that murder was wrong, 
they weren't any more likely to commit that sin than a Jew. But idol worship was very common in the Gentile world, and sexual immorality, which is basically any form of sex outside marriage, that was extremely common among the Gentiles. And eating blood was prohibited in Genesis when God first allowed people to eat animals, but Gentiles of that day commonly ate blood. Eating blood is much less common today, largely because of the influence of God's people in the world. Really, all three of these things have become less common today because of Christians in the world. And as the influence of Jesus is reduced, these things creep back into society. So they write the letter and send it off to Antioch, and everyone is encouraged. This could have caused a division in the church if it had been handled improperly. But the apostles and elders in Jerusalem were wise in the way they lead people into the proper understanding, and it turned out for the building up of the church. Then at the end of the chapter, Paul is ready to go on another preaching journey. But he and Barnabas have a disagreement about John Mark. Paul doesn't want to take him because he quit halfway on the last trip. Barnabas, being an encouraging person, doesn't want to write off John Mark, but wants to give him another chance. So Paul takes Silas and Barnabas takes John Mark, and they go on separate preaching trips. It seems like an unfortunate disagreement, but God uses it for the best. And Paul will mention both Barnabas and Mark in his letters favorably, so it seems like their disagreement about this did not divide them for good. And God uses it to have two missionary trips instead of one. And now for a deeper dive. People have used this chapter to discuss how you can understand what God's will is from the Bible, and that is good. But I don't think that the apostles and elders were trying to figure out the truth. They knew it. This is a chapter about how to lead believers to agree on the truth. First, they go to the source. The Jewish Christians who came to Antioch were from Judea. They were perhaps suggesting that their understanding came from Jerusalem. So Paul and Barnabas went to the source in Jerusalem. Then they call people together. And then they persuade them with facts and stories and scriptures. True stories, of course, about how God had worked in their lives. Then they ask the group to agree on a solution. A modern term for this style of management is building consensus. The apostles could have got up and proclaimed the truth and told anyone who disagreed to leave. They could have had a closed-door meeting and issued their ruling. But instead, they carefully bring everyone along to the conclusion. And isn't that what God does with us? He patiently brings us along. Oh, he gives us wake-up calls when appropriate, which can be shocking, but most of the time it is a careful, step-by-step approach to changing our minds. How can we do that for the people around us? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.